0: America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA radio network. My producer, Mr. Darren Wilhite. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows in the United States. 221 affiliates strong, thanks to all of you in the listening audience, and on 14 podcast platforms with 62,172 plays, (laughs) which is really quite remarkable when you think about it. Uh, and we've got about 256,000 YouTube views and downloads of our show on YouTube. And all of that is being put together by Mr. Dave Thiessen, who's my producer that does all of this, the man behind the camera and the man who puts all of this up on the 14 podcast platforms and YouTube. And those platforms are Amazon, Odyssey, Overcast, Pandora, RSS Podcast Feeds, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Pocket Casts, Rumble, Spreaker, um, SoundCloud, and uh, TuneIn. So we're on 14 of those. You can find us up there under America's Healthcare Advocate. A lot of you evidently are doing it. I'm getting a lot of feedback, and that's why we put them up there. So we appreciate all of you either listening on the AM, FM dial, or if you're up on one of those podcast platforms, Um we appreciate your listening to us on the podcast and YouTube. If you're chronologically challenged and you're looking for Medicare, you can call the lovely uh, Joyce Thompson or you can call Carol Lee Steele at RPS Benefits by Design. Toll free anywhere in the country, 877-385-2224. 877-385-2224. They will show you all your Medicare options from all the carriers across the country and find one that fits your budget and your needs. If you're an employer and you are looking for health insurance, reasonably priced that will work for you and your employees. Give Maria Allers a call. She's also at RPS Benefits by Design. That's 877-385-2224. They have plans that a lot of people don't know about and certainly aren't being seen out on the marketplace. So give them a call if you're not happy with what you've got or you just want to see what the options are. All right. This is a show that um, came to me uh, through one of the television stations here um, in Kansas City, KCTV 5. Um, a lady by the name of Angie Ricona, who I have worked with for years, who does a lot of reporting over there. She's a reporter at KCTV5. Brought me this story of a lady by the name of Claire Benson, who's joining me in studio. Hi, Claire. Hey, Carrie. And it is um, a classic example of what happens when you rely on a government entity uh, to assist you with health insurance or other matters. And this is really quite a story. So I've asked Claire to come in studio with me today. We did a piece here in Kansas City on it. It was on television here, and I've got a lot of response to that. But what happened with Claire was she went on the website, healthcare.gov, and I'm going to stop right there, and I'm going to ask her to start telling her story about what happened on healthcare.gov. So what happened when you first signed up, Claire?
1: Uh, Nothing, really. It was fairly straightforward. We got a health insurance policy um, that was a high-deductible plan because we don't really rely on our insurance very much. We're both fairly healthy um, just more of a backstop, you know, in case something serious happened and we had that insurance for months. We got it in June um, and everything was going smoothly until September uh, when I reported to the marketplace that I had become pregnant.
0: OK, so let's kind of go back. So you had an HSA plan, high deductible plan. That's basically what it was.
1: Yeah. OK, yep.
0: good. And, and you went on the website, signed up for it. And uh, did you get a subsidy?
1: Yes, yeah. So that's how we were uh, paying for it. We had a, a subsidy for part of the cost through the state. Um, and so, it, I mean, it was really easy to sign up. We, you know, we went on marketplace and um, I think it probably took about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. The, the subsidy thing seemed fairly automatic. Um, we just entered some, you know, personal information in our application and then, hey presto, we had an insurance policy that was, uh, and was,
0: the carrier was United Healthcare. Yep, that's right. Okay, but there's no interaction between you and United. It was right. all handled by healthcare.gov. Right. Yep. Okay, so that that's where this saga begins. Okay, uh, was the good people at healthcare.gov and how that uh, how that comes to play. Now, you know, you've heard me say this for years. Um, the problem with government-run health insurance is it's delivered with the compassion of the IRS and the efficiency of the post office. And I'm going to prove that as we continue to talk to Claire here about what happened to her after she had signed up so signing up wasn't necessarily a problem how did you when you looked at the policies did you see more than one did did you have a navigator or somebody who you talked to that explained to you here's united here's blue cross here's aetna here's cigna
1: no we <coughs> we didn't have a navigator i did it all by myself on the computer um, yep and so you know we entered our information it uh, showed us what options were available for all us. The, it populated all the plans. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then um, I, if I recall correctly, I just went through each uh, like plan summary, right? Um, compared the you know the premiums and the benefits, and chose the one that seemed like the the best fit for
0: us. And then they issued the policy.
1: Yeah, and then we had health insurance the next day, I think.
0: Oh my goodness. So that was fast. That, that, that's extremely efficient. I'm, I'm glad
1: that part was, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That part was, then we'll get into the rest of it, which will not be that part, obviously. So, so, so now uh, you become pregnant. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you become pregnant in when you realize you're pregnant. It's about July, August, somewhere in there.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, the beginning of July, I think. Okay. So it was only a few weeks after we'd gotten the insurance, but it was after we had had gotten the insurance.
0: So then it, it, how did they notify you that you needed to fill out another app or did we get into this whole app discussion?
1: Yeah. So, um, it, it's somewhat convoluted, but I had been getting emails from healthcare.gov saying that I needed to log into our account and upload personal information um, just to verify my identity. And
0: this is after you e- sign up. E- after you, you've gotten a card now it says United Healthcare yep. on it. Yep. You have a policy in place, but now you're still getting emails from the government website saying we have to verify your identity.
1: Yeah, and it boiled down to something simple. It turned out that um, because my married name doesn't match uh, my maiden name, which is on my social security card, they just needed um, either a picture of my social security card and a picture of my ID, or um, they needed me to go back into my application and just check a box that said my name has changed.
0: And your name was Claire Deval uh, as your maiden name, and your married name was Claire Benson.
1: Right. So I called the marketplace because I, I couldn't figure out how to log into my account. Okay. It turned out that um, I had used whatever account I had, had created um, our marketplace application through wasn't synced up with our healthcare.gov account Um Anyway, I called Marketplace customer service to help me log in. Uh, that went smoothly enough. I got logged into my account, and then the woman stayed on the phone with me. Uh, she said all I needed to do was click through our Marketplace application, find the page with the box to check about my name change. Um, so we did that. I I clicked through the pages of the application. Well, she was on the phone with you. She stayed on the phone with me, right. Um, so I get to the part. That has, you know, a box to check that says, you know, my name is different from my social security. And that was supposed to be it. That was supposed. Yeah, that was you're, the reason you're, I called that, it. You're yeah,
0: done. Yeah, okay. exactly. So why didn't you just click off and, and so I'm done now?
1: As, as I'm going through, I see a page that has a, a question asking if anyone in the household is pregnant. And I I realized um you know, that this was part of the application I'd forgotten about. I had since become pregnant.
0: But you weren't. Here's the clarification I want to yeah. make sure everybody understands. She was not pregnant right. when she applied for this insurance and it was issued. Yeah. She became pregnant six, eight weeks, whatever it was, after the fact that she had received a health insurance policy, had the card in her pocket, okay, and was now covered by United Healthcare, going through the healthcare.gov website.
1: Yes. Now, the thing is, when you fill out this application, and really anytime you interact with your healthcare.gov account, you see these messages saying, if any of your circumstances change, you have 10 days to update your, your marketplace application. I think it's 10 days. Um, otherwise, you could lose coverage. So if you move, if you you know uh, get married, if you become pregnant... Um, if your income changes, you have to update your application. Otherwise, you could lose your After benefits. the
0: application is yes. in place, yes. they're telling you now have to go back and update the application. Right.
1: And so that was what popped into my head when I when I saw the question, is anyone pregnant? And so, you know, since I already had this helpful customer service representative on the phone, I asked her, Um, do I need to update this now? Do I need to check this box to reflect that I'm pregnant?
0: And we're going to come back after the break and she's going to tell you what she did. And then we're going to tell you what happened after that. Um, How the good people at healthcare.gov uh, turned this whole situation upside down. It turns out to be very, very interesting. Um, we'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. If you want to find out more about us, go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got a question or a problem, you don't have to go to the television station. You can actually just email me from the website, I'll be happy to help you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. We've got more.
2: The Golden Rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. I'm Steve Keeker, and this is one of the founding principles of my firm, Senior Care Consulting. Since 2002, our value statement has included honor our mother and father, respect our elders, care for those in need, and treat your family as our own. We've been honored to help hundreds of families make one of the most difficult decisions they could ever make, serving them in their greatest time of need. If you're looking for someone who can provide you experienced and objective guidance when searching for a senior care community, reach out today and discover the services of Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800. 913-945-2800 know your options, and choose with care at SeniorCareConsulting.com.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA radio network. If you need help with health insurance, whether it's Medicare, ACA, or individual policies, or group, the good folks at RPS benefits by design, 877-385-2224. Anywhere in the country, They are happy to help you. In studio with me, Claire Benson, who is here talking to us about her saga in signing up for ACA Obamacare using the healthcare.gov website and the navigator who uh, assisted her after she was required to fill out some more information. It's a fascinating story of just how the government does things. And as I always say, uh, anytime you interact with the federal government, you can always expect it to be interesting, to say the least. My producer today, Mr. Darren Wilhite, behind the camera, Mr. Dave Thiessen, and I'm your host, Kerry Hall. So let's go back. We dropped off with, now, you're, you're on the line with the healthcare navigator. By the way, navigators are not brokers and they're not agents, okay? They are people that sit in a cubicle at some government facility or off-site facility. They answer the phones and they sign people up for these policies, but they are not seasoned agents, Okay, And they are not licensed brokers. They're navigators. It's a a different deal. And you're going to find that out shortly here in about a couple minutes. So now she says to you, you see this question on there about pregnancy.
1: Right. So the person I'm on the phone with, I think her title was um, customer service representative. But she's at, you know, she works for the marketplace, healthcare.gov. Right. When you call their main number, um, you know, she's one of the, the first people who answers. And so as we're going through to fix this, you know, name change thing. Which is what this was about. Yes. Re-
0: let reset this. All she was trying to do was go from her maiden name to her married name. And that was all she was supposed to do. Now it morphs into this whole issue on pregnancy.
1: And, and only because I saw the question and I asked her. Oh, you know, do I need to uh, update this to reflect that I'm pregnant? Do I need to report that I'm pregnant? Because After
0: the fact that she already had the policy in right. place and the card from United Healthcare in her pocket showing that she had coverage and she was not pregnant when she got the policy. This is the key to this whole thing. Keep going.
1: So then she says, yes, you do. You should, anytime anything changes, you should update your application to reflect it. Um, and once you change it to show that you're pregnant... It may mean you have cheaper coverage options, and that was was really all the forewarning she gave me. My coverage could become more affordable if I update. But it this wasn't thing.
0: going to be, and this is the key: it wasn't going to be the health care health insurance policy from United Healthcare. Right. They were going to flip you over to Medicaid. Correct.
1: So Medicaid. There was, there was no. Uh, she didn't give me any information about this beforehand it turns out there is a little information about this on their website, but I hadn't seen it before this phone call. I hadn't called for this purpose or you? done my research. That wasn't right. what you were doing. So, um, so you
0: checked the box yep, now. I said,
1: okay, no problem. I, I checked the box to show that I'm pregnant. Uh, and then I resubmitted this now updated application. Uh, she had me close out of the window so that she could pull up the updated version on her end. Um, she takes a look at it and, and she says, okay, okay, um, I have to inform you that now you have no health insurance. Your coverage is terminated as of today.
0: Stop right there. She instructs her to do this. Okay? Tells her, "Yes, check the box." Tells her you're going to get better or cheaper health insurance by checking the box and then tells you, "Hi. Yep. Now that we're done, I have to inform you."
1: Yep. That your coverage is terminated as of today.
0: So now you have no health insurance. Correct. You're pregnant. Mm-hmm. You have no health insurance. You went from United Healthcare policy to calling these lovely people at Mm healthcare.gov, okay, and going through what was supposed to be a simple name change, and now you've lost your health insurance.
1: Right. And so I asked her, um, you know, what does this mean? What happens now? How can I have no coverage? um, When
0: I just had coverage 15 minutes ago. Yes, exactly,
1: right. Uh, And she said, well, you have to wait to hear from Medicaid. She said, "Uh, we will automatically send all your information to Medicaid They will process it, you know, on their own timeline. You don't need to do anything. Just sit back and wait to hear from Medicaid. If Medicaid approves you, then... If
0: Medicaid approves you. Right. So you had health insurance in place. Now they cancel it. Then they tell you, wait till Medicaid steps in, and they'll get to you on their timeline. God only knows what that's going to be. All right. And in the meantime, she has no coverage. So if something happens to her, if she has an accident, she's involved in an automobile accident, there's a complication with the pregnancy, anything that may happen, she has no health insurance, period.
1: Yes. So uh, she said, you know, you'll either be accepted or, or denied by Medicaid. If you're denied, you'll take that denial letter back to the marketplace and they'll put you back on insurance. Um, otherwise, you'll you'll be on Medicaid. And I asked her, what happens in the meantime? You know, who knows how long it'll take for this decision to be made. Am I am I just out here completely uncovered and vulnerable while I'm pregnant? And the answer to that was, yes, you have absolutely no coverage. There's nothing you know to back you up. She did say uh, if you're found eligible for Medicaid, Medicaid will retroactively pay any bills you incur in this period. If, if you end up going back to insurance, insurance will retroactively pay any bills you incur in this period, which sounded like a complete fantasy to me. You know, maybe there, maybe that's a rule so for So how Medicaid, are you going
0: to walk into a doctor's office or an ER and they say, where's your health? Well, right. I had health insurance, but see, I went on the healthcare.gov and, and got a navigator and they canceled the policy, but I'm in line to get a Medicaid policy and you can go ahead and treat me as a patient because if you if you treat me, they're going to retroactively pay you from one of these two, you're supposed right. to explain that which, to your medical provider. Not
1: just, not just explain it and expect someone else to understand it but believe it i i I just didn't believe it It, you know it it sounded uh a little far-fetched to me so um i went from the end of september when this happened on september 29th um until the middle of november with absolutely no coverage and the only reason i was able to continue um seeing my physician who is my my primary care provider and my ob was because she uh Participates in the direct primary care model. So my doctor, thank goodness, operates completely out of the insurance, um, you know, system, and my loss of coverage did not interrupt my ability because to because you were paying for private
0: care. coverage outside of the system. Because
1: I pay my my doctor's practice directly, Correct. and yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, it it later turned out that. Uh, You know what the customer service representative explained to me was partially the way it works, but uh, was executed completely incorrectly. Yeah.
0: So, so let me just go back to what would have happened if she would had a broker agent in this situation, and the broker she would have called her broker agent and said, "Um, "I just got this notification saying that um, I need to change. I need to verify my ID." The broker agent would have gone into the portal at United Healthcare, and they would have upgraded, and none of this would have happened. None of it, okay? Instead of calling the people at healthcare.gov and the quote unquote navigator, okay, none of this would have happened. There would have been none of this confusion, and because she had a health insurance policy in place, she got pregnant after she had the policy in place. That's the part that the distinction didn't get made, and the healthcare.gov people should have recognized that and left well enough alone, but they didn't. Okay, they wanted to push her off into Medicaid and they canceled her policy effective that day that she was on the phone with him. This is the kind of thing that happens when we have government run health care. And this is a classic example of what it's like when you have the government running a health insurance system. And this marketplace thing that competes in 38 states with independent brokers and agents. This is the kind of thing that occurs when people go to them. And I've always said it's not a good decision. And people do it because they don't know any better. But this is what happens. And this is why we're doing this show today. So we come back after the break. We'll continue and tell you what happened at the end of the day. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the H.I. radio network, coast to coast across the USA. We've got more. Stay tuned. Welcome back. You're listening to America's healthcare advocate show broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the H I radio network. This show is posted on all 14 podcast channels and on YouTube. If you have a question or comment, America's healthcare advocate.com is the website. Send me an email. If I can help you like I help Claire, we are happy to do that. All right, back to Claire Benson. So now you've gotten through all this monkey business with them and the, the, what's the timeline for this from st- the t- when you started to where we're at at this point in the story?
1: So I made the phone call September 29th, and that was the day my coverage was uh, ended. canceled. Yep. Yeah. And then I uh, did not have the option to regain my uh, coverage, my insurance coverage, until the middle of November, maybe the second week of November.
0: All right. So now you reach out to um, uh, Angie Rikona.
1: Yes. so in the meantime, um, I mean, there was a day I was on hold with...
0: You kept calling them and trying... Yes,
1: I was was calling everyone I could think of. Uh, At this particular moment, I was on hold with Medicaid for... Uh, an hour, at least an hour, maybe an hour and a half, and I was just getting an hour and a half more and more frustrated. And so I sat there, you know, with the the phone on hold. I had not spoken to a single person yet, and I just started emailing all the investigative journalists I could track really down in Kansas part. City <laughs> and Angie
0: and Angie Riccona, <laughs> and Angie wrote back, and yeah. I've worked with her a long time, mm-hmm. and she's really good at this kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So she was. Um, what's crazy is I didn't start getting any meaningful help with this. Problem until I reached out to journalists, and a couple of them, including Angie, had these great resources—people like you, um, you know, agencies they had heard of or worked with in the past—and uh, you know, they sent me uh, some actually useful information or contacts. And so I was in touch the, with Angie the journalists. Did
0: yeah. not not the government, not the <laughs> navigators, not not the people at the at healthcare.gov. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that's when I started um, reaching out to. Uh, other people got in touch with you, got your perspective on, on the situation, which really helped me understand, um, you know. Well, first of
0: all, they had no right to cancel your policy. And and at the end of the day, when all is said and done, there is a happy ending to the story. I told you up front, there's absolutely, they have absolutely no right to cancel your policy. If you were pregnant before you signed up and you falsified the application, that is a different matter. But you were pregnant and you and I had this conversation after the fact, you had the card in your hand, you had not received the diagnosis of pregnancy or had any pregnancy test that showed pregnancy until after the fact, a month, month and a half, whatever it was. So under no circumstances should you have been canceled. And the healthcare.gov person, knowing that, because they saw the date of the policy and the date she was talking to, him, would have said, no, you don't need to check the box. You do not need to update the application regarding this issue because... Okay, you weren't pregnant when you signed up for the policy and if she had worked with a broker, they that never would have happened. If the broker knew what they were doing, which 90% of them hopefully do, they would it never would have been an issue. You would have had United Healthcare. First of all, you would have had direct contact with United Healthcare through your broker and the broker, pro, broker portal at United Healthcare. So there would have been no issues here. You would have gone to your doctor, gotten whatever care you needed, and it would have been taken care of. Let's let's keep so keep let's keep going through this. This now this goes on for what Month and a half.
1: Yeah, it, it goes on on for a while. That so I would have been insulated from this whole thing uh, from the beginning had I had a broker. Yes, but I didn't, and and I didn't know the crucial piece of information that that people really do need to know. Uh, legally, the marketplace uh, is allowed to cancel your coverage if you report a pregnancy you are giving the marketplace permission to uh, send an application on your behalf to Medicaid. And only if Medicaid finds you eligible, the marketplace will then cancel your policy. And that is written very clearly on their website. I didn't have that information at the time, but that is the way uh, it technically works. What happened to me is not the way it works. So my coverage was terminated the moment I reported my pregnancy, not once Medicaid had, had made a decision. And what happened was Medicaid found me ineligible when I technically was eligible because the, the application that the marketplace sent Medicaid was incorrect. The Can marketplace, you believe that? The marketplace told Medicaid that we were a household of two, but in the state of Missouri, uh, once you're pregnant, that unborn child counts as another uh Person in the household, household so we were of three. yes. So being a household of three made me eligible for Medicaid. So uh, you know I should have received it at first, and I was denied by Medicaid. The marketplace also um, messed up my contact information in that application, and so I was found ineligible by, by Medicaid. Did not receive any communication from them about it, and just waited to hear, and was completely uncovered, um, you know, by anyone until. The middle of November, finally, um, the marketplace admitted to me on the phone uh, that this was their mistake, that they had to rectify it, but that I would have to wait a couple weeks for them to conduct their own little investigation. Uh, They have to do an investigation.
0: Yeah. I mean, seriously, they have to investigate the fact that they already investigated and they're the ones that can, that caused this entire situation. But she has to be investigated now. This is this is the idiocy of dealing with these government agencies and their layered bureaucracy, where they can't figure out. Hey, you made a simple mistake. You should have never told Claire to check the box that she was pregnant. She wasn't interested in Medicaid. She had a health insurance policy with United Healthcare. Once again, as I said, if she had gone through a broker, that never would have happened. Because the, she would have been, she would have had the United Healthcare policy. The broker would have entered the portal if she needed some help with anything and would have solved the problem. But you don't, re, you don't have to report the pregnancy after the fact because it's covered. Every time you get pregnant, if you if you have a policy, you don't have to go to the care and go, "Hey, I'm pregnant now." No, that doesn't happen. The policy automatically covers your pregnancy, and she was covered under that policy, and there should have never been a problem. The epiphany is that they actually admitted they were wrong. Yes. But then, wait a minute, we're wrong, but we have to investigate for two more weeks right. why we're wrong?
1: Right. So it took them, you know, a matter of minutes to, to cancel my coverage, you know, to wrongfully terminate my coverage against their own policies. And then it took them a couple weeks to, uh, they had to then send, the marketplace had to send permission to my insurance company to retroactively reinstate me.
0: Okay, so now United Healthcare says we'll retroactively reinstate you. And here's the fun part they're gonna reinstate her. Isn't that great? Now tell them what happened when they told you they're gonna reinstate
1: you. Yeah, so uh, the insurance company calls me and says, you know, hey, we're ready to retroactively reinstate United you. United Healthcare yep, calls you. Yep. Okay. Uh We can reinstate you back to September 29th, you'll have no gap in coverage. Um, The only thing we need is for you to pay your premiums that you have not paid since then. You have to pay all these premiums for, you know, the weeks and weeks that you were not actually receiving coverage from us in order to be retroactively reinstated. Does
0: this make any sense to you at all? Do, do Do you see how totally ridiculous this is? This whole situation is absolutely ridiculous. And the hell that she had to go, she's pregnant all right and if something happens she has no coverage in place she said what do you know you can walk into the doctor and say well if you you can cover me but you I don't know if you're going to get paid by Medicaid you're going to get paid by the health insurance company but they're, they're going to go back and forth till they figure it out and there's a government investigation now to add insult to injury United Healthcare who hasn't been involved in this at all this has all been handled by the good people at healthcare.gov. they out yeah, hey Medicaid, uh, the healthcare.gov just gave us uh, the permission to reinstate your policy and uh, the only thing you have have to do is pay for coverage that you didn't have for the past two, two, three months mm-hmm. i mean at this point you, i mean i i think i might have started looking for mental health benefits at that <laughs> point i mean seriously yeah to, to say talk about adding insult to injury okay now oh yeah we'll put it back in place the government gave us permission now to the people who caused this, to put it back in place, but we need you to pay retroactively for the previous. For health insurance you didn't have.
1: Exactly, yep. And the the person who called me from the insurance company said, you know, I see this all the time in these cases where we're retroactively reinstating. Marketplace never warns the the consumer or the customer that um, they will be financially responsible for these missing premiums for the meantime. The marketplace doesn't cover that. You know, the marketplace doesn't, um, pay the insurance company for you know the. the no, they cost back they on expect. You. Yes, exactly. So right.
0: they 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 don't they didn't tell her about Medicaid. They didn't tell her what the benefits was. They yeah. didn't tell her that it, the, the, what they did tell her was you're canceled ten minutes after she fills out re she redoes the application to quote unquote update it. <laughs> then United Healthcare says no we see this all the time. They cause the problem, but they don't bother to try to fix it. That's put back on you. You have to come up with the missing premiums, and you have, you're the one that has to turn around and get this back in place. I mean, you know, it, it, the level of absurdity is, oh, yeah. is it, it's, it's just beyond belief. Right. Okay. And this is why I say to you, you people out there, okay, that want Medicare for all and want government-run health care, this is just a microcosm of what it's like to deal with these people. And you think about this, okay? Because this is what it's like when you're trying to deal with these people. This is what it's like when you're dealing with some maddening government bureaucracy that can't figure out if they're coming or going when it comes to a particular issue that pertains to you. And in this case, it could have been significantly serious. Thank God it wasn't, okay? We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back. You're listening to America's healthcare advocate show broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the H I radio network. If you want help with something, if I can help you go to the website, America's healthcare com. send me an email. I'll be happy to help you. <laughs> Hopefully you won't have a situation like Claire's, but if you do, uh, I am happy to help you as I helped her. So once again, it's America's healthcare com, and send me an email. Okay. So now, so now, now we're finally, so you, so, you know, I said to you, there's no way this should have been canceled. It's 100% wrong. They finally admit that they screwed this up, Mm -hmm. and now you're so. When the did the investigation wind up being over at some point?
1: Yes, so um, they had to complete their own little investigation. You know, to, to make sure that this was their mistake, even though they had already admitted to me that it was. And then they gave my insurance company permission to reinstate me. Then my insurance company gave me the option to reinstate back to September 29th if I pay all those premiums. Um, I declined that offer and yeah, chose instead right, to um, be reinstated to the 1st of November. So, you know, I, I paid for for a little bit of time in November where I didn't have coverage, but that was really the only option. You know, you have to pick a first of the month and um, it's terrifying to have absolutely no coverage while on top of that, you're pregnant, right? Right. Um, My first pregnancy, you know, who knows what what could happen, you know, what risks um, I have that haven't cropped up yet. Um, And so I chose to be reinstated back to November 1st so that, you know, I would have coverage immediately.
0: So, so you got coverage reinstated with United Healthcare, right? Okay, and that so that finally happened. Yep. Okay, and and coverage in place. Now, how did you morph from that into now you're on Medicaid?
1: Yeah. So that was that part was entirely my choice. So, okay. during this process, um, another person I reached out to was an attorney at Legal Aid. Um, now, we b- because of our income bracket, we. Uh, would not qualify for free help from legal aid, um, but they, in some circumstances, can use a waiver basically to do some pro bono work with someone. Um, Once they understood my story, an attorney at legal aid um, took on my case and in a matter of days, you know, figured out everything that had happened on the Medicaid end, why um, I was denied when really I was eligible and, uh, sh- you know, she took it from there, came back to me and said, you know, you are eligible for Medicaid if you would like it. Now, at this point, I, I opted to take Medicaid. Um, and that's really a financial decision for our family. Sure,
0: that makes sense. Um,
1: yeah. And, <clears throat> and uh, so now uh, at this point, I found out I was eligible for Medicaid, got that letter from them, um, terminated my coverage from the insurance company um and my husband remains on that policy while i'm So and
0: it. and here's the other thing if if she had gotten pregnant and she'd gone to the brokerage agency. The agency would have told her the same thing. Would you like us to see if you're qualified for Medicaid? If you are, then we'll help you go through that process. But you don't cancel the existing policy until you have the policy in place. And we certainly don't go up and update the application on healthcare.gov and then have you canceled 10 minutes later, which is unfortunately what happened with the good people at healthcare.gov.
1: The problem is that, you know, this is a good choice for people to have. For someone in my position, um, you know, where you, you could afford to keep your insurance, you could qualify for Medicaid when you're pregnant. Um, there are lots of things that make Medicaid um, a, a, a good form of coverage, um, but it's it should be a decision that's up to the person. And Thank I was you. not informed that well, checking this box amounted to making that decision. I was not informed of that. And then on top of that... Um, the person at Marketplace just made their own um, you know, clerical error and terminated my coverage because I reported I was pregnant.
0: So she was honest.
1: Instead of waiting for right. a decision to be made by Medicaid. Right. Right. And
0: you not only did you talk to you know that person, but you talked to you talked to supervisors. Yes. And then you said during the break that you talked to supervisors oh, of supervisors.
1: supervisors. <laughs> <laughs> right. How?
0: Do you have any idea how many people at this at the government level you talked to over this whole period of time?
1: You know, I could tell you not off the top of my head, but I have a a document in my phone, right, where I kept track of the name of every single person I spoke to, at at the marketplace and at the insurance company. You know, the the call reference numbers, the notes for that conversation. Um, it, how much
0: time do you think you put into this? Oh,
1: oh my goodness! It consumed months of my life. Months. Um, I mean, I'm a full-time student um, and and am pregnant, and I mean, I have no real experience or professional knowledge of how any of this works, and still, I have an advantage over lots of other people who could find themselves in this situation. You know, I speak fluent English. I actually had time to make these phone calls. You know, I don't work night shifts or something. I'm not a single mom with three kids. Um, and still, it took me months and months to advocate for myself and get to the bottom of this situation. And I every time i i spent time on it i came away thinking you know what about people who who don't have um, well, first of all, whatever you're, advantage you're,
0: you're very well spoken. You're clearly educated and you're clearly you clearly understand how to work through situations like this. And you're willing. You have the tenacity to do it. Now, like you said, let's talk about a mother that's got two children. She's pregnant again. Right. OK. Or somebody that works night shifts or, and, you know, has to sleep during days. Right. I mean, this is my whole problem with this whole idea of government run health care. Okay, and and, and when I hear this clamoring for this out there, this is exactly why, this is just one element of why, you know, this, in my opinion, okay, if we are ever foolish enough to do this in this country, you can dislike health insurance companies as much as you like, okay? But here's what I will say to you there is accountability there. If, if this had been a health insurance company that pulled this, number one, she could have gone to the broker, the broker agent could have gone to the portal and got it straight out. Number two, if that didn't happen, and I have done this on multiple occasions, okay, if the insurance company denied a claim or didn't follow through in a way they should have, I go right to the insurance commissioner's office and file a complaint, okay? So- and I can give you a situation with Healthcare where years ago, a young lady had cancer in her mouth, lost all of her teeth, and they refused to cover replacement of the teeth. Okay. I wound up going to an attorney who I've worked with for years, and pro bono, he took it. It was 45000 worth of dental work. He sent one later. One letter, and we got everything paid and done with. But I was able to go to the carrier and make them accountable for it. You can't do that in these government situations because you see the multiple layers of nonsense that she had to go through to get this policy reinstated at by United Healthcare and back in play. And here's the other thing. There was no responsibility taken by healthcare.gov for what they did to her. None. Number one, they wouldn't admit it. Okay, number two, when she finally does get permission to get the health insurance policy back in place, they tell her you got to pay the back premiums. Now, United Healthcare doesn't have a choice in that matter. That's a decision that is part of how Obamacare ACA is set up. And this is a kind of nightmare. Uh, that people go through when they're dealing directly with one of these government agencies. Just understand one thing, people. Okay, there's no skin in the game for these people. These call centers, these navigators, sisters, whatever they're called, there's no skin in the game here. Contrast that with the broker, the agent. Broker agents getting paid. And by the way, it costs no more to use a broker and agent than it does to go to healthcare.gov. That's a myth. Okay, the health insurance carrier is paying the broker. They don't charge more. It's the same price whether you do healthcare.gov or whether you go through a broker agent. But the difference is the broker agent has skin in the game. A, they've got their commission game. B, they've got their reputation in the community. And C, they've got the client who's not happy if they don't do what they're supposed to do. So at the end of the day, we have a happy ending. But it was hell to get there.
1: Yes, it was awful.
0: Well, thank you so much for doing this because I I just think it's important for people to understand um, how this all works, and that's why we did this show today. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network.
2: Goodbye, America.